Hi, and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint and its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hello, it is Sauce. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your week is starting off well and I have Raffaella Brown back today to finish our two-part series on why are you so hard on yourself? And I say that a little, I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, it's so true, isn't it? And I don't even know if we realize a lot of the times just how hard on ourselves we are. So today we focus in on the voices that come through whether they're critical or self-doubting or accusatory or, or maybe it's a single comment that was spoken to you at one point and it just seems to keep reverberating over all these years. So today we're going to take a look at those voices and ask you to be just a little mindful. Like, I don't know if we even always realize the voices that we let inhabit our minds. It's actually perhaps a little bit more complex than it seems. Today, Raphael and I look at the complexities and the facets and the layers of this space and really try to sort out how to bring in truth. It doesn't mean that we don't take accountability for things or that we don't self-reflect, but it's those unwelcome voices that are not even true that keep us from living the life that we deem to be more meaningful and valuable or even just exist in a calm body and not be always confronted with some sort of mean voice in our heads. It's very human to be in this situation. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. It actually has a bit of an interplay with this series that I did with Alison Scott. And also one reason why this concept seems to weave its way into other episodes as well is because it does require some devotion to tend to these things. And so as I bring you this episode, I can say on behalf of Raphael and myself that we are sending you our support and our belief and our gratitude. Okay, here is our conversation. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Raphaela Brown. Hey, hey, hey. Back again. Raph. Before we get started this week, let's tell them about the group coaching program that we are like so excited about. <laughs> we were just daydreaming about it together before we pushed record. Yes. Yeah, so our group coaching program will be rolling out very soon. So it's the make one new thing happen. We're looking to create a intimate community with mm-hmm. people who are feeling stuck or bogged down with their daily responsibilities or whatever it is that they're saying to themselves that they weren't able to get this thing done. And so we want to create the space for you. Yeah. Like maybe also you have a passion that you've always wanted to try doing or just some dream or you have a contribution that you're thinking about, whatever reason, it's just sort of in the stalling area. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and I, 
I think it's such a relatable place where we want to make a change in our life. Doesn't even necessarily mean making your plate heavier or fuller. It could be exchanging something. It could be reprioritizing. It could be starting something new. It could be stopping something else. It can be a lot of Mm -hmm. things. But it's one of those times when you want to make a change, but we can all actually use some support, I think, because if it was easy to make that change, it would have happened already. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we've been working on this for a minute now, and we will keep you updated about the dates and times and when um, the rollout will begin. And again, we're purposely having it to be limited space because again, we want this to be intimate, connected community where you can feel open and free, let your hair down and comfortable. So, yes, we really hope that some friendships will form too, almost like open our home up Mm -hmm. because we love working together and we would love to meet you. Yes, yes, yes. So again, we will keep you updated, but want you to put this on your mind calendar, just mental note. We're (laughs) rolling something out. Yes. Can't wait. (laughs) And today we are continuing from last week. And what we're talking about is why is it that you're so hard on yourself? And as we mentioned last week, it's such a relatable thing. And so last week we talked about, in general, we can be so hard on ourselves that we go hard at life. There's a difference between getting at it because we, we want to give something all our energy or our passion. But when we're getting after something out of a striving or out of a guilt or out of disempowerment or any sort of who knows what story we've got running to the point where we're losing ourselves or we're out of balance or we're choosing things that aren't meaningful to us or we're out of our value set or something like that. We can accidentally be going way too hard on ourselves because we think we have to do it a certain way and it's not helpful in the long run. And so that was last week. If you miss that episode, You know, we'd love for you to go back and and listen to that. And this week, we're going to talk along those same lines. But what we're going to look at is the internal talk, the self-talk, the dialogue, the voices that you hear in your head that are very hard or accusatory or critical or doubting. That's the space we're going to talk about today. So part two of what is it that makes us be so hard on ourselves? So Raph, you want to start us out on this topic? Sure, sure. So, I mean, you, you brought up in regards to this self-talk, the way that we tend to be our harshest judge and ex- can extend compassion to others. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, where does that come from? How come we are a judge for like Judge Judy for ourselves? <laughs> totally. <laughs> like we picked like the worst judge. <laughs> For ourselves and go easy on others. And, you know, we just want to take a peek into like, why does that happen? What makes that come up? I love the way you said Judge Judy. And in case you haven't seen that show, is it still running that show? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. At least yeah. Okay. So it's anyways, it's one of these courtroom situations on TV. But It is so true. We lay down the law on ourselves and the gavel is like, boom, guilty. No discussion. 
Yeah, we we do not give ourselves any wiggle room <laughs> when it comes to things done. It's like, oh, it should have been done already. And even though like you just thought of it um, or the project just was placed in your lap to work on it, it's like we we tell our, ourselves these things and it can be. Oh, I don't want to, I'm going to say a weird way of motivation, but it's, it's more so really want to say like a detrimental way of, of motivating ourselves and, you know, how can we look at that differently? Yeah, you're so right, Roth. You know, this state of mind can be so hidden. We don't even really realize sometimes how detrimental that talk is, or we don't always consider just what an impact that makes on us in the ways we view ourselves, in the ways we view our possibilities, and in the ways we feel disempowered or don't make choices. It would be great if you just took a second, and I'm, you know, I'm talking to us too, because this this is such a relatable topic if you're a human being. Right, we're not exempt at all. (laughs) No, but today, let's create a little bit of space. And if you can just consider what thoughts run through your head. Sometimes we do not even question them. Sometimes we are so familiar, certain ideas coming through that we just accept them. We don't even question the validity of it. Mm, That's so true. We we take it as like uh, the first thing that came to mind, like it's bond, like bird is like, it's (laughs) just law. And, And I love what you say about, you know, slowing down, creating space to really like, hey, you know, you can ask yourself, is this, is this true? Is this true? One of the thoughts that tend to come up with people that I've worked with, and I'm sure, you know, your clients as well is like, not doing enough, I need to do more. And really slowing down to think about like, what have you done already? Because a lot of times we just (laughs) speed past that. And you've already done like 80 things and it's just like, what? You know, so really giving space and room to acknowledge what has been done already is a great way. And when you're talking about that kind of productivity where you're not satisfied with your own accomplishments or your own yeah productivity level, that point, it might not even be even relevant to what is needed or what is important. It can be just where we get on that edge of just feeling like we have to be doing this thing. We have to be productive. And it's interesting where sometimes people, and, and I fall into this category too, sometimes when I value productivity because of an old childhood story. And again, like we're not saying productivity is a bad thing at all. It's more just when you get into not that. Yeah, yeah. It's that unhealthy place or of pushing so hard because there's something inside of us that is hoping to find worth. And, and it's what I was going to say is it's really funny because sometimes we'll create unnecessary work even, you know, just to feel like we're being productive. And we get caught up in these cycles where we're not even enjoying these beautiful days that we have in this life because we're just on that treadmill kind of. Exactly. Like just this go, go, go. And and another thing that comes up too is around like with this critical self-talk or, you know, demeaning, what can, we can create the story that we're responsible for something that we're not even 
responsible for, mm. you know, mm-hmm. so whether that's somebody else's like feeling like, oh, we're going to let somebody down or they're not going to be happy. Like I got to do this or, and that might not even be the case, but we've built this up so much in our head that it pushes us to do beyond what we even need to do. Right. Right. Oh, yes. And, and we'll note too, that this often comes from a place of real sweetness. It's often a place of good intention and of wanting to be a good person. And so we're not, Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that our discussion of this isn't like putting more bad voices. <laughs> like we're not Never that. Yeah. We're not trying to do that. And, I, and you definitely weren't, Eroff. I just, I just know that it's funny because we can, we can almost get mad at ourselves for like getting mad at ourselves. <laughs> I don't even know. You know, it piles on if we have that inclination, or we can get mad at ourselves for not having enough self compassion which in that case, we will have lost self-compassion because we're mad at ourselves for not having self-compassion. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Self-compassion. It's just like, what? There I go again, not having self-compassion on myself. Yeah. And it's just like, it's okay. <laughs> I know. I know. But isn't it so, so relatable? It is so human. And so we're coming, we're coming in, we're coming in with gentleness once again. And I would say with my clients and my, my, a lot of friends and myself, the talk that can come up when it comes to creativity is you're not good enough. What makes you mm. think that you can do this thing? What if they don't like it? What if, I'm, what if I can't do it? And that just cycles us into this space of disallowing ourselves from being ourselves. Disallowing mm. ourselves from creating these beautiful things that we have inside of us to share. But we are caught in that cycle of, oh no, someone said you were bad at this. What if they were right? And then we start, you know, the confirmation bias of proving that right. And it just. No, yeah, I can, as you're talking, I, I can see how people would like freeze or shut down in a moment with having that thought of like, you're not good enough. And I've also um, experienced it with myself too. And then also mm. working with people, just how it, you just shut down and yeah. you, you want, there's a desire to try, but the fear. Yes. The yes. fear keeps you from taking any step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where sometimes that's sometimes the origin story of writer's block or not signing up to perform or not submitting something that you've made. You know, all these things where we stop. Sometimes it's stopping before we create anything. Sometimes it's stopping before we share something. It's that fear because Somewhere along the line, you were told or you feared that you weren't good enough. But gosh, if we could only zoom out in these lives where we were born, everyone was born. If we could just live into the fullness of these lives and not be so squashed by these very loud voices. And it's funny that the voices in our head are so loud and arresting yet we don't even know they're loud. We just, like we were saying, just we accept them and we let them dictate what we do or don't do. Right. And they have the nerve to take up so much 
space in our minds is just like <laughs> so nervy <laughs> right the unwanted roommate and it's just like yes in real life like what would you do would you let this yeah, so true critical person who's like always like peeking over your shoulder like you Wearing do you your think clothes. you should, it's like do you think you should do that really i don't think so you know <laughs> Like, would you let, like, how would you react if this was a real person and they were in your face or whatever, you know, acting this way, doing sly things behind your back? Like, how would you handle this person? And so that's another way to begin to deal with the self-critical thoughts, you know? And I, and we may be jumping, but definitely you can turn it into a person, a character. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I quote, I say this quote so often. So you probably heard me say this before. It's from Jung and Francis Weller teaches on this so beautifully, but you can't heal from that which you can't separate. And mm. so once you're conflating that voice and you make it your own or you make it have residence right in your own home, in your body, in your thoughts, then you've accepted it and you've conflated it with your your own being, separating it out. I love the way you're like, this is an unwanted roommate in this space, it is. you know, <laughs> they're not paying rent and they're like, they're taking all your stuff. And, and, and they got so much to say too. <laughs> they're so loud. Yes. Yes. And they're just so chatty all the time. It's just like, they don't stop, you know? Then once you separate it out, I mean, I think when we we're laughing because it has no right to have that kind of a hold on you. Right, right. And I mean, we touched on this in the previous episode in regards to like when it comes to those thoughts, checking in on like whose voice is that? A lot of times it comes from just what was instilled, ingrained in us in childhood. And so that might be your mother's voice, your parents' <laughs> voice, your grandparents, you know, just someone, a teacher, a teacher, yeah. a teacher whoever. And so those are some of the things that we carry with us into mm-hmm. the present, using it as a way in, in hopes to be different or to change or to be better. And at the same time, it's demeaning, degrading, pulling us down. And so mm-hmm. really being able to begin to adjust those thoughts. Yeah, we live in a world, obviously, that is imperfect. We all are imperfect as human beings hurt each other or say things that are maybe not as, as thoughtful as they could be. And, and you know, so many of us carry one comment, one sentence, one phrase along for a lifetime, and we let it keep us from being who we are or doing what we want to do or sharing our lives in the way we want to or even loving sometimes in a way that we want to. And it's so easy for any human, any of us to speak one phrase thoughtlessly. And so I think we want to not give that phrase that immensity of weight because it was probably spoken very thoughtlessly or it was spoken out of turn or out of projection or who knows why. And I know personally, I have said things that I regret and I would never want someone to carry something with them for a lifetime. So let's take the weight out of some of these comments or phrases or things that we cling to in our head, these voices. I love that. Take the weight out of it because 
eliminates the power and really take a moment to put things into perspective, mm-hmm. right? So when you slow mm-hmm. down, you're able to say to yourself what what it really is, you know? Yes, yes. I can even feel my body calming down when I think about this reorientation, the way you speak it, the way you're speaking right now. Yes. Thank you, Roth. Well, we're going to close this conversation for this week, but it's a topic that we're going to continue to revisit because it helps to keep tending this ground so Mm -hmm. that we can make changes and we can be a little freer. So we actually are going to come back soon and talk about how to be mindful and devoted to these changes because it does take some finesse and some some intention really to move through, but it's so worth it. And that's, I guess, one of the reasons we also developed this coaching program. Right. To have this space for just ongoing, intentional focus. And, And I'm saying practice because it's not a one and done thing. Like, oh, I thought something different. Voila. (laughs) Um, Right. Because as you as you continue to move forward, as you continue to grow, different things come up and it's just like, oh, wow. okay, here's a new monster. Great. (laughs) So within this space that we're creating this community, that's something that we'll definitely support and, and work together on in a creative way. Yes. And it's such a beautiful movement, I think. It's such a beautiful pursuit. And I think in community, this is done so wonderfully because we can then see ourselves in each other. And I think that's so bolstering. Not to mention you just make friends along the way, which what isn't better? What's better than that? You know? I love it. Yes. Yeah. Meet yeah. new people. Yes. So we cannot wait. Anyways. Okay. So for now, Rafaela, where can people find you? So they can definitely find me at my website, www.raffaellabrown.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, same thing at Raffaella Brown. And sometimes I hang out on Instagram in my stories. I love so your you get stories. to see <laughs> you get to see what's going on, lighthearted fun. So definitely you can again find me there, Raffaella Brown, and check out my stories. Yes. I am on Instagram too at Lori Sase and my website, lorisase.com. I keep forgetting to ask, but if you want to do something for this podcast and reciprocity, if you could rate and review it, that would mean the world to us. And that just helps us to find the people who we're meant to find. It really, really would mean everything to us. So, all right, everyone, we hope you have a great week. Yes, yes. And Definitely check back in with us if you haven't listened to our previous podcast, but enjoy your week ahead. Rafaela is my first interview and my recurring guest co-host. And so just look for her name throughout the history of these episodes. We have had so much fun in all these episodes. So yeah, if you want to get a little bit more about who we are together, check those out and we will see you next time. All right. Thank you.